Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You're listening to the Friday Show on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome into the show within the show, the Second City Hockey Podcast. Uh, we're all here, Brad, Brandon, and Dave Melton. Uh, I love Dave. You're Dave. You're officially on a on a two name first name or like a full name basis. Like I can't just call you Dave. Okay, that that's fine. It's, it's, cool. it's, we'll out, of, it's out of respect. Um, let's, yeah, let's roll with it. America's favorite Dave Melton on the uh, on the airwaves. We. Because the regular show kind of takes a little long to, to get through some of the Blackhawk stuff that's going on, or at least some of our thoughts with the Blackhawk stuff, we actually wanted to dip a little more into what is going on with the National Hockey League slash hockey things in general. So there's a couple of things that uh, we're going to touch on here um, that, uh, that uh, we have some takes on. Apparently, one of the things has, uh, has dipped in here. Oh, Brandon just sent the Durham Bulls tweet. <laughs> The one, the one about uh, the the Hartford Yard Goats. All right, so some context. The Hartford Yard Goats are what are they? Two A or are they three A? Baseball, two minor leagues, double A baseball. Um, they are uh, quote in defense the Colorado Rockies. Yes, um, but in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, and in defense of the honor of the Hartford Whalers' legacy, the Yard Goats announced they will play one home game as the Hurricanes this season. And lose, which is hilarious. Um, the uh, the jerseys that they're wearing, their baseball jerseys, are legitimately mocks of the Hurricane sweaters, except the eye of the Hurricane is an H for Hartford with little Rams horns, and then instead of the NHL logo um, on the collar, it's actually the Yard Goat thing. And then the Durham Bulls tweeted back and said, "That's appropriate for a city that knows a thing or two about losing all-time Whalers records: five thirty-four, seven hundred nine, zero Stan- zero Stanley Cubs. Uh, Yard Goats have zero championships. Professional franchises lost one. Savagery on Twitter. I love when when teams do this, man. This is the best. If Table Terabinen's there, though, I'm there." Oh my God! That'd be the, wait. What position would Table Teravina play on a baseball field? Right field. <laughs> that's where, that's where you throw your worst worst player. Okay. Say throw your worst defenseman out and right. They, okay. they don't play baseball in Finland, do they? Do they? Oh, they play. Uh, I'm sure cricket. They, they play a thing. Squash. Um, no. Stickball. It is. Patia. Handball. No, it's called. Polo. Uh, this is like oh, I'm gonna charades. It's um Pictionary? Pes Polo Pes Pes Polo. I'm gonna. You're, you made that word up. I was no, gonna say. That, that, you just, it is. Real. That's a, 
shows off for a great start. <laughs> oh, it's nest ball, also referred to as Finnish baseball. That's Wikipedia. It's got to be true. There's Finnish baseball. It's a, not called baseball, kids. It's called Finnish baseball. A fast-moving bat and ball sport. Oh, my God. How in the hell do you know this stuff? I, wa- I, was, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole, and I found it. <laughs> Hey, speaking of YouTube rabbit holes, that's a perfect segue. I love going back to watch the um, – I keep wanting to say road to the show. I play way too much MLB the show. Um, road to the NHL winner. Got to get back those losses, Brad. On, uh, yeah, right. On uh, road to the show um, – god damn it. Road to the winner classic on the NHL um, – what used to be on HBO and then they had it on Epics there for a little while. And now NHL.com has it, which, okay, I'm a, I'm okay with that just because again, you get to reach an audience and they've got it on YouTube and NBC held it this year. And it's always a really cool thing. I love me a good sports documentary or like behind the scenes thing, but we were talking about it earlier, man, it was so much better on HBO and like the players could swear and you could hear it. It was so much better. Oh, all the like hockey players swear so much. <laughs> It's so disappointing when they mic players up and put it on cable television. Like, it's no fun. I want to hear every f bomb. I yep. want to. I want to hear the hot mic that I heard at the Blackhawks uh, Blackhawks Sharks game Sunday night. Like, it's everything. You know, I, there's so many good Quinville quote or Quen, uh, Quinville clips on uh, on YouTube as well during some of the mic'd up segments or at least the 24/7 stuff for hockey. The 24/7 features were so good too. The the Patrick Kane one, they had the Blackhawks one, which was pretty uh, pretty great during the 2013. Was it 2013 or was it 2014? Or what? The the uh, Black Haw- the NHL thirty six uh, thirty six hours with a franchise and they the Hawks were featured as a team they played uh, they played Arizona and somebody else in back to back nights I forget what it was it's on YouTube it's really cool I'll probably put a link in the um, in I the just, blog I remember that I remember when they followed they did that thing with Patrick Kane I re- I vividly remember them showing Patrick Kane sitting at a bar watching the Bears play the Chiefs. Yes. And that was the game that the Bears lost to Tyler freaking Palco. Yup. So with I think his would... dad. Uh, with, with yeah. his dad. Oh, man. Oh, that, was, that was pretty cool, though. Again, I'm, I'm, well, I'm always a fan of stuff like that. Um, this came up. They've got the, uh, the, the Wired series on NBC Sportsnet. They're showing the stadium series between Pittsburgh and Philly, which is cool. Again, again, any, anytime you can get a behind-the-scenes little documentary thing, I just I love it, even if it's the half an hour or the hour-long segments, man. Just I want it to be on. Uns- I just I want I, – like I said, I, just, I would love it if it was more – put it back on HBO or Showtime or any, anything where I can get some F-bombs because – it's just it's it, it doesn't quite feel the same when it's every when they have to bleep out everything because that's just how hockey players communicate. There happens to be a lot of f bombs in there, and that's then that's fine. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I, that stadium thing. series game should have been played at Penn State, and I really want to hear Jeremy Carlton just lose his shit. That would, well, first of all, Carlton losing his shit would be awesome. Philly in Pittsburgh at Penn State at Beaver Stadium. Bye, Cracky. Happy, happy Valley. Uh, Two teams think, enter. Happy Valley. One exits. Unhappy. I, I, I think the game loses oh, its God. luster a little bit if it's in Happy Valley. Why? Because they, they converge in the middle of the state. 
But that's the thing. There's no major. It's not a major city, so it's difficult for. It's like it's tough for people to access. The Blackhawks just played at Notre Dame, which is how how many don't hours you dare away call South Bend a major stadium? No, major no, 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 no. <laughs> South Bend is not a major city. It's a major town. It's a, it's, 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 no, fine. it's a major yeah. crime capital for yeah. the state of Indiana. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, I learned something new today. How far oh, is that? From, how far is it from Indy? Oh, probably about two hours straight north. Yeah. So two, you're, two you're, you're exactly two hours between Indy, two hour two hours between Indy, Chicago. Not obviously, there's the time change, but Detroit. Probably uh, about three and a half, four to Detroit. Yeah, bit Which, of a stretch. Like, why would you want to go to Detroit? But that's a different topic. To leave. <laughs> to leave. Eh, Ford Field's pretty nice. I'll give them Ford Field. America they Park's did, all right. They did a good job. Oh, they got the MAC championship there. MAC action. I'm a big fan, by the way, Dave mentioned Comerica Park. I'm a big fan of baseball stadiums where the main concourse is street level and you have to walk down into the stadium for baseball. I, like, oh, that's the best. It's the best. I know Baltimore has that. Camden Yards, the Camden Yards has it. Comerica Park has it. Petco Park has that. It's a very, it's a very specific uh, thing there, Brad. Brand. It's cool. You know, the whole I'm a fan of open concourses as well. Shout out to uh to a lot of stadiums now that are starting to do that. The, which the United Center I know has that kind of up in the 300 level. They got those four little standing room only bars, which mm-hmm. it not a I I haven't done standing room only in the stadium and I know they have I I've only ever seen them when the stadium's completely empty. They've got the little um like bars that you can lean up against uh, up in the 300 level. Have you guys ever been up there for a game? Oh yeah. I saw the uh, Hawks Canucks game six in 2011 up there. Oh, ben Smith overtime goal. Ben Smith gem. I think it was like 50 bucks too for standing room only for a Hawks playoff game. Probably I saw 2014 game six first round against the blues when they completed that comeback. Like the game, it wasn't a comeback, but the series because they were down two mm-hmm. on the series. Oh yeah, yeah. One so four that, straight. I think and that was they scored like five goals in the third period and just put them away, right? Yeah, that's yeah. when like Jake Allen just like left his soul. J- Jake Allen just Jake Allen all over the. No, I thought that was Ryan Miller. I think that was Ryan Miller. Wasn't that the Ryan Miller year? I believe that was Ryan Miller. You're you're not quite They're in Jake Allen territory. They're Blues goalies. They. <laughs> <laughs> it all blurs together at some point. Like, yeah, there was a there was a three on the jersey. Who cares? Right. Did uh, you um but that was standing room only, both you guys? Yes. Yeah. What is that experience like at the United Center? Because I've never I've never done that. And it's kind of been intriguing, but it kind it's not the best if you're not tall, which uh neither uh <laughs> I don't think either one of us would tower over anybody. But I mean it's <laughs> if you get you got if for playoff games especially you got to get there relatively early, like pretty soon after oh, the yeah. gates open to get up there and grab a spot. And you can you can see pretty well as long as um as long as the last row of seats doesn't lean forward. Like if it um like my, my one one of my vivid memories of that game is I like the thing is if you you stand at one end Sometimes it's hard to see the action in the in the crease right down in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like the action at the opposite end of the rink is fine. So in that game, uh, Froelich had that penalty shot in the third period that tied the game, mm-hmm. and it was coming towards us. So I wasn't going to be able to see the goal. So uh, I, I like at the very last row of seats is elevated a little bit. So I was actually able to stand up on top of the concrete and was kind of leaning on the guy's in front of me seat. <laughs> I said. This is just for the penalty shot, and you just kind of gave me a nod and let me do it, and then that's the goal cool. happened. So yeah, if you're if you're you know 
if you're of average height, you're probably fine. And there's actually a concession stand up there along oh, the money. rink side of the stadium. Nice. And, and, and there's nice. And if I remember correctly, there's a huge ledge up there where you can put all your food and drinks down and stand there and watch the game, almost like you're at a bar. Just the game's down and actually there in front of you. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you're on the, um, it's it'd be opposite the press box along the you know the, I think that'd be behind the players benches. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, there's a there's a nice spot up there in the concession stand. That line is usually really short because Nobody it's the, where the fewest people are there. So so it's not a it's not a bad experience if you're tall. Do they let you stand in the aisles at all, or uh, not, or not like not in the aisles, but the entrances to the aisles at the very top of the stadium? I don't I think they try and keep those clear as much as possible, if they, I remember correctly. In my experience, they did, but we like. So I went with my brother who turned sixteen, like just days prior. Mm-hmm. Um, but no alcohol was consumed. Clearly, um, we have it on record. <laughs> Um, so we just like leaned up against like the press box part of that. And like mm-hmm. every so often, like a usher or someone would like come up and be like, Hey, you gotta get up or whatever. But it wasn't like an ongoing thing, like maybe twice during the game. Yeah. I, I don't think they have any of them standing there the whole game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, that concession stand thing clutch. And so, yeah, ass- like, assuming it's still there. Cause I haven't been there in five the, years. Uh, call to as well. Say that again. <clears throat> was that getting your uh, getting your beer is very easy up there right um they like they go through like the the 300 level and then they come up and they're like all right we're gonna make some money in the three in like the standing room yeah although i i haven't been up there obviously in like four or five years so i wonder what the um procedures and stuff are well, now i just i wonder how packed it is because i've only been up there for playoff games I don't know how packed it gets during regular season games because yeah. I don't think enough people are uh, doing the standing. Many people are looking for that. Yeah, maybe we so, do a meet and greet up there or something, or do a second city hockey game watch up there. That could be a thing. I um, I'll bring the stilts. There you go. I've only <laughs> so we did. I got seats. I'm a, a big fan of 300 level at the UC, specifically sitting up in the West End. Um, with the Hawks shoot twice, but I was there for uh, Hosa's 500th goal. Uh, against Philly, um, and we at the time. So the the thing that we do is that I I don't know if I should be broadcasting this, but here we go. Um, you you sit in your seat, you sit in your seat for the first period because the Hawks are shooting at you, and you know obviously it's a good place to be. Um, and then for the second period, like as the first period's ending, you book it over to the other end of the um, of the United Center up in the three hundred level, and they've got the the little bars that are standing room only. Um, but you have to have a ticket to uh, you have to have a seat, a ticketed seat to get into those things, which I that's where I think you maybe want to open it up a little bit and make that part of the standing room only experience. Because obviously, if you have a seat, you want butts and seats and then obviously standing room only, you want that to be accessible as well. So people can go into that. I don't know how the the uh, the economics of that works. We'll cover that another time. But um Anyways, first period, watch the Hawks. They're shooting at you in your seat. Then you go run across the other end of the arena, go grab a spot in one of the two bars that are on the other side, watch them shoot at you for the second period. And then in the third period, you can take your sweet time because you have actual seats that you can then flash your ticket for and then go sit there for the third period. So um, caught Hosts' 500th goal there. That was awesome. Um, And those bars are great. Uh, At any height, welcome. Um, 
the uh, I'd see. I thought I was average height, but I I know for a fact I'm a little bit taller than you guys. But um, it's uh, it, I don't know. I think uh, I think a standard room only thing might be a nice thing to try and check out. Again, even if it's like twenty bucks to get into a game, you know, if you get a decent enough lineup or, or a decent enough uh, opponent, I, that might be a decent. Uh, I'm just say decent over and over and over again. It's decent. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bad. I don't think it's a bad experience at all, as long as you got the uh, the legs and the knees to stand for an entire game. Which um, I'm fortunate enough to think that I can. So I just wish I was taller. That's all. Yeah, having <laughs> uh, having the the little bar thing to lean on is clutch, and that's tr- very true. That's that's big. Leaning helps, which um, that's my secret for Wrigley Field, by the way. For all of you that are listening to this that are Cub fans that are going to go to uh, to Wrigley during the April games, go – first of all, come dress say – Dress warm. Well, dress warm. Come say hi because I'm going to be standing under the old scoreboard in the bleachers. They have one of those bars there. And there's a vendor up there, uh, a beer and peanut vendor, so it, it, that nobody knows about. Because um, again, he's on an island in the middle of the bleacher section, and and again, there's only one way to get there is by if you walk your butt all the way up underneath the old scoreboard. Um, but then under the scoreboard for all those uh, cold, rainy nights in April, um, first of all, you're protected by the scoreboard, so you've got shelter, and they've put heaters underneath those. Um, for those of you uh, that are experienced with like the um, like the space heaters or those uh, the heat lamps that they'll put out for like golfers that hit golf balls in, uh, into April at night and all that stuff, they actually have heaters above you, and then there's TVs there too um, that are kind of tucked up and underneath, so you can watch the game happening in front of you. You have the television screens there to watch any you know replay or you know if you miss a pitch or something like that, and you want to see where the location is, it's there for you. Um, and then there's heat lamps and a beer vendor there. It's like the best spot to watch a ball game at Wrigley that nobody knows about. Again, the tens of people that listen to this will now know about it. Um, but uh, way to ruin it forever, Brad. It's uh, it's uh, that's a good little spot to hang out. So do do your homework. If the weather forecast looks like shit, absolutely sneak your way up there. Um, so uh, hey, um, I also again, this is a show about randomness and sports. So you you're welcome, listening audience. Back to hockey. Um, Buffalo got a dog, uh, and I forget what they named it. Hold on, I have to look now. They 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 got a puppy. I think it's they a golden it. hall was in the crease. <laughs> lottery <laughs> perpetual mediocrity you you all suck um i'm sure it's a i mean i'm sure it's a good dog but snowy very very good dog um wide right i actually think it's i yeah right yeah then jim kelly what is the dog's name i thought it was like buff or something like that it's not even that great of a name but they got a puppy what is your guys' take on basically if you're going to be a cool NHL team, you have to have a puppy? I mean, it's it's fine. I I, I have nothing against teams that do that. It's starting to get. It's starting to feel kind of forced to me. I I know well, New York, the Blues did it first, right? No, the Rangers did it first. Oh, okay, okay. Simpsons did it first. Um, here it is. We've got a yeah, hockey like, pupper really on our hands. The name of the dog is Buff. I just found the video. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So the name Buff. I mean, it's 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 a fun fun little thing for teams to do. I'm just I'm curious. To see, like, just so does the does the dog like does he live in the front office? Does he 
Like, how, how does this work? Does he, like, go home with the owner at the end of the day? Like, do well, the players take care of it? Well, if it's, if it's Buffalo, the dog lives in the offensive zone because the oh, Sabres God. can't seem to score a goal. Um, that's actually not true at all. Um, that's a blues joke. The uh, Jeff Skinner lives. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's like uh, you know the Butler Bulldog or the Georgia Bulldog or whatever it is. I, you know some owner, some owner has it and then it you know they they're sanctioned in by the organization or whatever it is is the official dog and then they'll you know help raise the puppy or what or maybe like one of the front office people bring it home and then and then the dog goes back to the stadium for for stadium activities and stuff i i'm not a don't get me wrong i'm not against the idea that you're gonna raise a puppy that eventually turns into a therapy dog or something like that and there's some kind of charitable um you know thing i think that's i think that's awesome like to raise awareness for like adoptions or something like that. yeah exactly if you're if you've got a bigger message into it i just I'm, it's starting to feel kind of forced you know, s- it, 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 it's just it feels a little minor leaguey a little bit yeah you know i and and you know it's it's I, I don't i don't want to like run, run, uh, be the guy that rains on everyone's parade and you know dave so, milton hates dogs light them up yeah yeah there you go yeah yeah we'll, we'll take your calls later but <laughs> but yeah it's just oh if it's it's it it's it it is what it is. That's it's fine. Have 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 your dogs, people. Brandon, dogs, do, dogs are great. I don't don't get dogs me, are the best. Don't get me wrong. Dogs are the best, but you know it's like just kind of gimmicky. I guess I don't know. Brandon, if you it'd be, it'd be like a, having a Margaritaville night before a hockey game. Oh my god, that was such a. If dumb you are a uh, a bad NHL franchise, adopt a puppy. If you're a good NHL franchise, <laughs> leave it alone. Let uh, these there people you go. have something nice. Adopt a Stanley Cup. Let them, like, yeah. As long as you don't name the dog Stanley, I guess, then it's okay. Right. And, like, I... It's a great name for As much as I detest the, uh, the team down south that wears blue, um, don't... Tampa Bay uh, I was going to say, <laughs> suck at Tampa Bay. <laughs> no. Um... I like how they named the dog after like a former player. Like if you could kind of tie it in like that to where it's like something within like the city or like something fun that here ties it in with the franchise. Here, here. So if, if, if the Blackhawks got a dog, they'd have to name it Stosh, right? Probably. Ooh. What would you name the Blackhawks dog if they got one? You, you can't name it Makita. Ralph. Uh, <laughs> already exists. Stop. Ralph, Ralph got gift by the league. Did you see that? I did. That was awesome. Um, so I, I would, think I Stosh is my top vote. Stosh. Yeah. It, it would have to be Stosh. I can't think of Stosh or Chell. That's dumb. I. You might. You could do like. You could do like if it's a if it's a girl dog, you could do like Madison. Ooh, that's good. Madison would be a good one. All right. Know. All right, I'm listening. Or Maddie. That's also or like a like solid way for like any guys that are like they want to incorporate like a sports name into like if they have a daughter. Oh like, no. No, 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 we're not doing this. No, no. I named my daughter Hallis. No, we are not doing. No, 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 no. Like, just be like, okay. The wife gets the the first name. You're like, yes, oh, middle name Madison. That's pretty. 
like go with that yeah well okay if you're if you craft it that way yeah and because madison's actually a girl's name but don't be the guy if you're listening don't be the guy yep it's me and my two daughters clark and addison they're lovely kids (laughs) good god man imagine naming your daughter clark (laughs) <laughs> fire your whole family into the sun one of them's named waveland i know that's a thing it's like i named him waveland and addison it's like oh, 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 oh why it's the worst i'm so triggered right now um we know back to dogs dogs the the hockey dog thing is good i don't know i <laughs> i there i why there, cats? i like the yeah i like the uh we we have one his name's alex um, and he's pretty damn good at the hockey. Um, the, uh, I, I, whoever said it, was that you, Brandon? If you're a crappy hockey franchise, get a dog. If you're not a crappy hockey franchise, then you don't need a dog. Right. Yeah. It's a good take. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'll, co- I'll co-sign. I'll co-sign Brandon's take. That's a good take. Um, did you guys see the... I follow him on YouTube. There's a couple of YouTube hockey people I watch. Shout out Nasher61. I don't know if Nasher's listening. He probably isn't. Um, he's Blue Jackets. <laughs> he's Blue Jackets fan. Um, but Coach Jeremy is another uh, dude that I watch, and he has a four-year-old son. Did you guys see this? Oh yeah. yes, the, he mic'd up his kid at practice. He mics up his. This is the best. This is the uh, best video. The best thing that's ever happened on YouTube for like. Oh I, my god! I, I want to say it's a thirty-minute hockey practice, or maybe a forty-five-minute hockey practice. The video is not that long. It's like eight minutes long. And again, we're gonna link all of this in the in the blog post. So check it out: secondcityhockey.com. This is the. It's the mind of a four-year-old. His dad is not on the ice at all. Um, his dad's there on the, along the glass taking video of his kid, but the kid is alone with his thoughts. This is, it is so worth your time. It's, it's like uber viral right now. Um, on the, uh, on the Twitters and, and everywhere else, but like, Oh, I know. Yeah. Dave, you saw it. Brandon, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. This is why more people and more things need to be mic'd up. Like, just I know, mic I, everybody up. Uh, yeah, everybody needs to be mic'd Miking up is such a underrated thing that we can do. We can do this everywhere. Mic up drivers, mic up drivers, mic up teachers, mic up... Oh, man, mic up more officials, mic up more athletes. I really... I think, Dave, you can agree to this. One thing that really needs to be done is you need to mic up high school and college wrestling officials just to like hear their little snippets when they're like away from the action, away from like the crazy ass parents. <laughs> oh, my. oh my God. Like some of the conversations I've had with officials after matches and duels and stuff, they're just like, man, like why did that lady ever have kids? <laughs> stuff like that. Just like, well, there's, I mean, I've, I've seen wrestling matches where parents are like yelling from the crowd oh, yeah. and like have to be restrained. Right. By, yeah. It's awful. Because, I mean, it gets it, like you think it gets intense when the kids are wrestling each other, and then, yeah, they see a, a hot mic in the crowd one time at a high school sporting event and play it back for all the parents who are sitting up there and be like, "Oh my god, do I sound like that?" And then maybe <laughs> they'll stop. Some of the maybe, maybe, probably not. We, we can only hope. But yeah, yeah, more more live mics. And again, this goes back to the the the, the live mic from the Hawks game on Sunday night when. Uh, it had to be Brent Seabrook, right? I think we figured. I, yeah, that. I think so. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, 
was uh, the ref scream no ice and hear a why the fuck not (laughs) (laughs) the audio of it was it was so good and it was like then and the ref replied with because he lifted the stick it was like it sounded like one sentence but it was really a conversation between i'm guessing brent seabrick and whoever that linesman was it was perfect i'm all i'm all speaking of mic'd up officials I really want MLB umpires to be mic'd up. Yes. So like after they do a review, they can explain why the hell the call was changed or not. That that's done in the NFL. That's done in the NHL. Get your act together. Major league baseball. I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a Cub Sox game. It was three or four years ago, but I was there, but there was, I think they determined that there was a runner interference and the White Sox turned a double play that would have ended the inning and instead, they reloaded the bases, and I think the Cubs hit a grand slam. I don't know if I, I don't know if it happened at Comiskey Park or the gate, the great, whatever the hell it's called now, or at that time. But they, uh, yeah, like, and and we, it was so confusing to watch because we you're there in person. They don't announce anything, and all of a sudden, like the White Sox are walking to the dugout, and all of a sudden, the umpires are talking, and then the umpire, the uh, the the crew chief, points at every base. They reload the bases, and then the Cubs hit a grand slam. And you're just like, what, what happened? Like, I was trying to check Twitter and find out what happened, but you have no reception inside a stadium because everybody has a phone there. Yes, right. but yeah, mic up baseball lumps too. So I can Terry so can... Collins, two words, Terry Collins did, or somebody had, I don't know if Terry Collins was mic'd, the manager for the Mets in 2017, or if the umpire was mic'd. But there is, and somebody did thankfully grab it before it got taken down, uh, of, of Terry Collins going to argue a call. And he was mic'd. Or no, I think it was the ump that was mic that was mic'd up. And you can hear Terry Collins from the, um, again, just like screaming at the top of his lungs, running out from the dugout. All you hear is, what the fuck kind of call was that? Are you fucking blind? And he comes running up. To, I, I don't think it was Joe West or Angel, or Angel Hernandez, which is fitting if it was. But, um, oh, yeah, no. I, mic up at least a manager, I, players, the whole – mic up if you're – hey, if you're a golf fan, the caddies need to be mic'd. Every caddy needs to be mic'd up. That needs to be a thing. I want to hear every conversation that a player has with their caddy. That'd be the best thing ever. Just miking up all these things. But this little back, this little four-year-old kid um, at hockey practice, uh, he epitomizes, I think, what all of us feel when we do any kind of physical activity. It's the best. It ends in him going to McDonald's, which uh, McDonald's. which he which he cannot pronounce. No, well, well, he pronounces that as a four-year-old Canadian well, yeah, kid. Right, would. right, but. It's it's but it's hilarious and adorable at the same time. Absolutely. Um. Again, link in the uh, link in the thing. Um, the thing being the blog post. Uh. All right. Oh, speaking of little kids. Uh, Sidney Crosby and uh, and that and the little kid that ignored him during the pl- uh the practice session. That little fifty second clip that the Penguins put on uh, Twitter. Do you see that one? I think I missed this one. I saw the one of the kid during like a skills camp it looks like where like the little kid went up to crosby and was like yep hi sydney crosby that's I it you steal the puck from seth jones last night you did a good job and yeah and crosby's like you did like that was cut it was like you that did was, that was late. <laughs> yeah that was pretty late are you sure you were up that late oh yeah i stayed up late to watch the game and or whatever it was and i forget what happens but basically Sid goes 
I was gonna say, Sid goes to like tell him one more thing, and all of a sudden the little kid bails out, and he goes over into his uh, into his corner with the rest of his teammates or his friends or whatever it was. It's a super cute video. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, I just said cute. Uh, it is, and I'm I'm all for. I know the Blackhawks do a lot of this stuff. The Blackhawks TV coverage does a lot of this stuff. Shout out to Eric Lear um, and the Academy Award winning Blackhawks TV, or were they Emmy Award? Emmy. They were Emmy Award winning. Um, they do a lot of behind the scenes feature. Obviously, the one goal stuff that they've done, where they're where they've got like kids mic'd up or Make a Wish Foundation people mic'd up. That's really cool. But this Penguins one is hysterical as well, um, where a kid basically ignores. Well, he doesn't ignore Sydney. He just gives him the full the uh, the full cold shoulder after uh, after he's you know he's like yeah, I've had enough and just kind of skates off and Sid's just left skating around. It's uh, it's fantastic. We'll put that in the uh, in the blog post as well um two more topics the johnny Tavares jersey burning slash oh. fan ridicule that happened in new york might be the dumbest thing that's happened in the longest time in hockey it was just it was so overblown like i, I he gave you a decade dumb he gave you a decade of his career and probably the majority of his prime years, and the the team didn't do enough to make him be a winner. So I, it just I seemed like they, it was just they they tried too hard to make it a thing, and then it felt like it was forced, and then it felt like everyone else just kind of jumped in because it seemed like everybody else was doing it. Like I don't, it didn't it didn't feel organic enough for me to to get on to get on board with it. They I mean, booed him did, during his little the video that the team does, you know, like a welcome yeah. back or thank you for your service, the whole thing, or whatever their you know little tribute video you is. They do. So it'd be like I don't know, booing a player on his heritage night. It's the dumbest thing ever. I hate I hate that. And then you got all the videos too of people that you know they're burning his jersey or some people are running it over with their car. I don't have two hundred dollars to afford a a proper team jersey <laughs> or. Have any of you guys ever burned a jersey before in effigy? No, and I I never will. I started a bonfire with a Cedric Benson jersey when I was like, probably would have been 19 or 20 at the time. Dave. Yeah, Cedric Benson. That's the only one I ever did. But hey, I got that jersey on sale for like 30 bucks, so I didn't feel as bad. Dave, well, I, was young, I was younger and dumber. It's all right. Dave, see me in my office after the show. Okay, um, I have a different take on this than you guys. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I thought like the the whole jersey thing just like blew my mind that people would be like, "Oh, I spent X amount of dollars on this. I'm just gonna like throw it away." And not a hockey one. Hockey's too expensive. Um, so that was like ridiculous material to me. But the atmosphere of that was insane. Like it it looked like I was watching a game in Europe. Like all the chants and everything. It was absolutely electric. That is like probably the first time in maybe two months where I've been like. I need to watch this game. No, 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 no. That, no, no. I need to watch the New York Islanders. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need to watch I, the no, Islanders. That's not like the last two months. That's like years that I've been like, Islanders, yay, I'm going to watch the Islanders game. <laughs> um, I Honestly, I, I didn't like, even realize they were good this year. <laughs> yeah, Robin Lehner's a thing. Um, so I think the reason it was like built up and there was so much aggression from the fans is that this was the first game, I think it was the first game that these two teams have played this season, and it happened in February. 
if it was if his return to Long Island was say in October or November, I don't think there would have been this much hostility. Oh, I think there would have been because it's it's more fresh in the fans' minds. Well, and, and I I think I think another part of it is that the Islanders were good this season, so that they had there was a possibility that the Islanders could actually win the game. Like if you know if the Islanders were like you know fighting for a draft lottery spot with everyone else and Toronto walked in with that juggernaut of an offense that they got, you know, how much energy are you going to summon for a game that your team is probably going to lose by six anyway? Right. I, but also like the chance were so clever, like that I will give you the, where's your jammies. Like that was so good that, yeah, no, I get a, which just, I love the, the niche, like we don't, we didn't like this. We're going to like just get really into it. And I feel like fans probably left that like, yeah, I'm an Islanders fan and they're like proud of it. So like good on them for that, but don't be dumb and burn jerseys or like duct tape them to the sidewalk or whatever. And like run your car over it or whatnot. If you have money, if if you have the money to buy a Jersey and then burn it, that's the biggest, you're, you're literally burning $200. Just burn the money. Yeah. Hockey, hockey ones are way too expensive. Um, but like, at least they bought a Jersey where they thought the guy was going to be there forever. Like that's, yeah, there's some solace in that, I guess. But, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll talk. And what, if, and what if Tavares ends up back in, well, probably not with the contract he signed, but you know, like yeah. <laughs> could do what Hosa is eventually going to do. Sign for a day, retire as an Islander. Brian Bickle did that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, which we'll talk about buying player jerseys on another episode of uh, of whatever this of the show is. Um, hey, wait! Oh, we're yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that now because I think I highly disagree with what uh, Brandon <laughs> said. Wait, don't buy a jersey? Yeah, don't do it. Why not? Why? I go by, and I hate that this is the person I agree with, but um, was it Bill O'Reilly or no, not Bill? What is his name? ESPN guy, O'Reilly. Scott Van Pelt? No, I don't like Scott Van Pelt. Oh, God. John C. Wright. We can talk about that, too. Steve I, I don't know what his name is, but there was like a a few years ago, there was oh, like no, Kenny uh, Mayne. No, oh, damn it. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly's the fi- former that, I was going to say, Bill, o- Bill O'Reilly's going to get us. I didn't know Bill O'Reilly had hot takes on sports. <laughs> he probably does. Oh, probably, probably does. Oh, pretty, yeah. probably does, and they're probably all the wrong takes, but that's yeah. fine. So there are, like, some things of this Jersey Rule uh, thing that Rick Riley wrote that I, I agree with. Carry on. Um, if you are north, if you are 30 years old and north, Jersey's... It's, it's a little weird. No, disagree. It's a bad uh, take. But bad take. Um. Well, all right. Okay. I, it's I'm a it's a decent take. Like, for which ones I I agree with again. Um. Oh, uh, don't real quick. A and a hat, because then you look like Tony Romo. Oh yeah, no, the jersey and hat and the jersey and shorts thing too. I think he talked about as well. Yeah. Don't wear cargo and shorts and jerseys. Yeah, and if you're going to NBA game, like just don't do it. Oh well, yeah, NBA NBA ones are different because those are tanks and. It's 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 hard to look good. If you better be in good yeah. shape if you're gonna be wearing a tank. I and mean, if you're like, so like, the only way an NBA jersey am, works is if it's one of those special custom like Christmas Day ones with sleeves. Um, so I'm not gonna be. I also agree. Like, I'm a more like skinny built type person. 
So I'm not going to go out and buy like don't don't paint the picture, Brandon. You're, you're like, that doesn't make sense. You could be you could be just like ripped as far as our listeners are concerned. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and if you're like, yeah, guys, I'm jacked. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is the podcast with Brad Rapplinger, Brandon. Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anyone, Brad, you should be the ones like I'm Brad Rapplinger. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> hard Um, pass but someone who's like i don't know maybe like pushing 400 shouldn't be wearing like an alex to jersey like it just doesn't make sense you could wear alex to um he's pushing and they're like don't make a custom jersey those are stupid yeah oh no so yeah if you're gonna buy a jersey like so like the exception is like dave dave has a melton jersey right i have a henry melton yeah yeah that's that's funny yeah, but that now counts. yeah, but now I'm just the asshole with number sixty nine <laughs> and his name on the back of a jersey. There I'm, it is. Yeah, but um, for people for like two or three that, years, like, oh, it was yeah. great. Um, so I almost like, ended up with a Milton Bradley kids. Cubs jersey. <laughs> Thank there God. Of this, I I agree with and don't. But if you have like a, if you have like a Nick Letty jersey, like time to move on. Um, like like he's been there for a, if you're a few years away. If you're going, I think if you go to a game, there's a certain like. Oh, and that's another thing. Like, wear your jersey. If you have a jersey, wear it at a game. Like, I don't give a shit what team you represent at IHOP. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. I'm <laughs> with. Hey, you. wait, wait, Bob. wait. Is that is that is that a shot at me? Oh, I feel. I feel oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will we'll tell that. Do we play? Do, do we? Do the Blackhawks play the Blues at all? At the end of this year, I think they do in the last week. Yeah, I just don't know where the game is. We know. are going to know. Well, oh no, we're going to hear the story when uh, when that game comes around. Dave Melton got it's, booed at a St. Louis they don't, they don't they don't play in St. Louis. That's they fine. The, in, yeah, April third in Chicago. The was, anniversary of the game. Of right, a game. Hey, in my we were going to the game. We stopped to get breakfast first. And, and you fun. got booed. And we walked in wearing Hawks gear because we're Hawks fans going to a Hawks game, just happened to be in St. Louis, and everybody booed us. I don't and then I they think, like, like if it's this, July twenty first, I don't care that you're a, a Bears fan. Like I don't want to see that at the doctor's well, office. Yeah. I mean I shout like, out Wendy C Green Iron. All right. As as somebody who has multiple jerseys and wears them, yeah, like try and stay in season as much as possible. Absolutely. And like I <laughs> I used to like I used to like wear a jersey to the bar all the time. Don't do that anymore. I, but it well, if you're going to watch the game at a bar, you can. But like, if you're just going like out on like a Saturday night, and, like you don't work. be that guy. Well, I mean, you can be that guy. Girl. I'm just saying, I feel like yeah, don't be that person. Um, because but yeah, I, I I do that less and less now. I feel like it's less. I I feel dumb wearing jerseys at the bar if unless I'm watching the game now. So that's just my personal perspective. Don't let me talk you out of it. That's legit. Yeah, if you're if you're traveling if it if you're traveling in a pack of people that have jerseys, that's uh that's generally a, a good thing. By the way, on the uh the thirty year old blah blah blah. Okay, if you're gonna buy my my jersey take is this: if you're gonna buy a player that's currently on the team, you you need to buy somebody that you are like guaranteeing either a, their number is going to be hanging from the rafters or B, they're going to be a hall of famer. For example, if you buy a Mike trout Jersey right now and you're an angels fan, that's a good take. 
That's that's until he leaves in free agency in two years. Fine, because Mike <laughs> Trout is going to be a Hall of Famer. You're that's cool. Um, if you're I, I'll Chicago relevant, if you're, for example, a White Sox fan and you have either a Mark Burley or a Paul Canerco jersey, those are good jerseys to have. I will even go the stretch of if you buy the jersey of a quote-unquote character player like a Bobby Jenks, if you're a White Sox fan, or um, <laughs> Travis Wood at, uh, at Cubs games kind of doubles because you have the Kerry Wood phenomenon in there as well, but there's a difference between Kerry Wood's number and Travis Wood's number. Um, but, uh, it, like, for example, for the Blackhawks, if you wanted to get, say, a Tony Amante jersey, I don't think Tony Amante's in the Hall of Fame. I don't um, believe so. And nor do I think his career is destined for him to be a Hall of Famer. However, he was a character player for the Blackhawks. You can feel free to rock that number 10 red sweater. That's, that's, that's a good – I'm down with that. If you want to go and get the – as somebody who has a Denny Savard uh, throwback CCM jersey – that totally a thing again hall of famer that's you know and already solidified himself in blackhawks history that's what about dave boland that i'm cool this may or may not be from experience uh, yeah right no dave boland's legit because he was a character player okay. on the 2013 team D- dave boland won the stanley cup in 2013 okay. what about jack skilly now we're that's a stretch <laughs> you better have a damn good reason although again you know i have a jack skilly I was going to say, I know you do. I, I do. He was born the day before me, and I thought that was cool. So that's the thing. If, if you like, you could be. The it, guy. It, it wasn't cool, Brent. It was not cool. This is the, you, that's like that's you could be the guy that has that jersey and go to a Hawks game. Like, eh, no big deal. I think I like the. Uh, I'm all about like the guys who have played one NHL game. Like, I just that's just like a little niche of hockey thing that I like. Oh, so Scott Foster, so Scott Foster, so Scott yeah. Foster. But like, don't don't get like a Jersey and like customize one, like maybe go for a Jersey. Cause those are only like 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Hey, if you got, if you got 180 bucks to drop on a customized sweater for, for Scott Foster, more power to you. But I, I think the, uh, the majority of people uh, would, would find that to be a little excessive. You're all dinguses. Customize an Eddie Belfort Jersey. That's what you should do. Customize a Court Crawford jersey. You don't even have to customize it. They'll make it for you. Gonna say they already make those. Those are yeah. custom, or those those are custom. Those are stock. Do an Eddie Belfort jersey. Do a hey. Do if you want to go biggie. Do a Dominic Hoshik Blackhawks jersey. Oh God. There's go. There's deep track. Yeah. You know what? Next time I go to a Hoskin, I'm going to wear my Eric Daze sweater. That's a any hipster. There you go. Anybody who has participated in a one more shift in the, in the one more shift campaign, which which is a fantastic. There's going to be a quiz on all of these uh, stipulations at the end of this, right? Uh, or something, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of them. I don't know. Send, I hey, send them all to us at secondcityhockey.com. Uh, yeah, someone's keeping track of this, right? We got it. Yeah, we got it at Twitter. There's a Facebook. You know, so you hit us up there. Um, and speaking of jerseys, this is the last uh, the the last thing for this show. Oh, thank God. The the throw <laughs> <laughs> the um the throwbacks that are currently happening in uh, in Carolina right now. Those bunch of jerks. Um, Boston. 
Oh, the, well, the game's in Boston. That's right. But Carolina's wearing the throwbacks. Um, they're, they're, they're the Hartford Whalers tonight in Boston, even though they're Carolina. Um, what, what do we think about bringing back Hartford from the dead for their... <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the idea of any team that switched cities wearing the uniform of the prior city. I, I, that, that feels dirty to me weird that would be like i mean the oklahoma city thunder can't be wearing seattle supersonics jerseys for a game um like it just it, can't wear the atlanta crashers yeah it just <laughs> the blackhawks can't be wearing the portland rosebuds the uh chicago bears can't wear the decatur staley's that actually be, that'd be dope as shit i'm but so I just, for that it's just it's it feels like a slap in the face of the city that you you left from like that just Especially with like this this weird cult around the the Hartford Whalers, which I I understand. I mean, it's it's um it was like Brass like, Bonanza is a bang. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a neat little thing that they had with uh, the Hartford Whalers, and it's unfortunate that they're not there anymore. But yeah, I don't I don't like the I, if you want to wear throwback jerseys, like stick stick to the same city and pro, preferably this well maybe not the same nickname, but try and stick at least within the same city. So. I'm trying to think of teams that have like even like the Dallas Stars wearing a Minnesota North Stars uh, uniform might be might not be a great look. That's what they got to do for the Winter Classic, eyes. though, right? Huh? That's what they have to do for the Winter Classic, though, right? Who are they playing? Predators. No. If they were playing like the Hawks or the Wings or like one of the old Norse Division teams, then I could see it. But you're playing the Predators. As long as the Predators don't wear those god awful yellow ones with a stupid yellow helmet, then we'll uh, then we'll let it go. Yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like the thing is that people are supposed like you're supposed to like the Hartford Whalers uniforms, but I'm not, like not about it. The like logo, just, the logo's really good. Logo's the best. Thing oh, okay, yeah. But like, I just I don't know. I'm not like green and blue just doesn't jive with me. Eh. Uh, so that's where I stand on that. And then. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Calgary Hitmen, which is a team in the WHL, mm-hmm. they were the Calgary Cowboys for a weekend, or maybe it was just one game uh, in February or January. And those uniforms are just like the the old 80s uh, Calgary Flames type red, and then with like a big-ass cowboy hat. Oh, my um, God. This logo is amazing. It, it was incredible. Yeah. Like oh. so, look that up. Little, I think oh. we're throwing down a Calgary Cowboys logo in the uh, in the blog post as well. This is pretty cool. I yeah, I I, I kind of like. I need to. I feel Just like I need to buy like bullets. Bad this vibes. Is great. Yeah, this is give me give me some throwback Washington bullets vibes. And I feel like oh yeah yeah. And that's the thing where I never understood why when they moved from Atlanta to Calgary they just didn't take the Cowboys thing. I don't know if it was because like that franchise was WHA was still a thing or not, but um, or like licensing or, or whatever situation on that. But yeah, those are incredible. I don't think you would want to move a franchise to a major four sports league if a team name matches one of the other sports teams in their collective it so there were two cardinals in st louis once at a time well oh yeah at one point when like the fit when were the 
fifties or sixties when the football team was there? No, they were still there in like way back in the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, I feel like it wasn't. It was before our time, obviously, because we are youths. But um, are we? I'm, my, I'm looking. My this birthdays up. this weekend. I won't be feeling like the St. Louis Cardinals were in St. Louis from sixty to eighty-seven. I would have never. I would have sworn they were in Phoenix in the, more of the eighties. So yeah, all right. You're. I sit corrected. Boom. Yeah. I still though. There's so a reason from, that's not a thing. From seventy. It was only two years from 75 to 77. The Calgary Cowboys were a thing. And then you'd have the Atlanta Cowboys as well as the Dallas Cowboys. No, 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 no. I'm saying they were the Atlanta Flames, but then they moved to Calgary. So they should have just dropped the Flames thing and been the Calgary Cowboys. Because the Atlanta Flames was tied to like... uh, General Sherman and Bernie in Atlanta and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been legit. I didn't realize that that was the origin of that nickname. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, this episode. Is why would you do that? Why, why are the Hurricanes? Why? Why Carolina Hurricanes? Why yeah. Miami Hurricanes? Why? Um, it's true. Good point. It's a thing. Granted, like Oklahoma City didn't name themselves the Tornadoes, which like good on you for not doing that, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess um, thunder never hurt nobody. <laughs> except, except the tornadoes. There's a really good story about um, about like the weather systems that move through Oklahoma City. If you haven't checked out the House of L podcast that Lawrence Holmes hosts, oh, yeah. uh, we're big fans of that. It will blow it. your mind. It's really good. Um, Oklahoma City, <laughs> one of the episodes he does with Kelly Kroll, um, and she talks about how like the obviously the weather in Oklahoma City is just – it's mostly wind, dust, a lot of tornadoes, thunderstorms. Um, and trying to fly in and out of that city is the worst because just of how much turbulence there is. And when Kevin Durant first started in the NBA, um, we're, we're a little far away from the uh, hockey side of this show. Um, when Kevin Durant started in the NBA, he was a terrible flyer. Um, and would like freak out on the plane and basically at one point when the turbulence got stupid bad he'd like run to kelly's seat and he'd hold he would hold her hand and they'd both have to like he's like kelly we gotta pray and he'd like kneel the seven foot dude like kneel in the aisle as this turbulence is going crazy um to like pray that the plane makes it okay it's a great story i love that story um but no i mean in terms of whether i mean the chicago fire hello (laughs) Oh. Well, it's not. It's a thing. I'm. The, the I'm optimistic after the season opener. I'm very terrified that I'm like that way. So just let's just not talk about that. <laughs> oh man. So we're uh, we're gonna see if we can come up with more things uh, for for future versions of this show. Again, it'll be uh, this will probably be launching on Fridays. Um, again, get you something through uh, through through the uh, the the week. Um, gets you a little more fun of a podcast or at least a random hodgepodge podcast of us just throwing out takes of things that may exist with, within or without the hockey uh, atmosphere. So uh, if you liked it, let us know. If you hated it, also let us know. Uh, secondcityhockey.com, uh, at Second City Hockey, TCR Brad, Brandon M. Kane, uh, underscore Dave Melton. Uh, yeah, um, 
thanks for tuning in, everybody. Well, again, we'll see how this goes. And otherwise, uh, you will be hearing from us next week uh, with the regularly scheduled Second City Hockey Podcast. Thanks again for listening. time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.